You will now die. Nobody say no go die. You will now bury him, and the whole world will mourn him. You get to heaven. He will, trust me. That's where God was going. I told you, listen, if Jonah, <laughs> what I'm telling you is not a joke. If Jonah did not start with Thanksgiving, the fish will have digested him. Go and read your Bible well. I preached the message on Jonah before. If Jonah didn't start with Thanksgiving, the fish will have digested him. It was a process. It was stage one deliverance. If the guy had opened his mouth and said, Lord, I cried for deliverance. You put me in this black place. Don't forget, there was no electricity in the, in the fish's belly. Oh, you know that? Jonah was in the pitch darkness. I'm not even sure he knew he was a fish. He was just somewhere. But just there, I'm aware. I'm aware of myself. I'm not dead. He was feeling movement. Ah, okay. Lord, I thank you. Ah, next time, eh, if you give me another opportunity, I'm not going to Tashish. I am not going to Tashish. I will not go to Tashish. I won't go to Tashish. Ah, thank you. I thought I was dead. I thought I was dead. Oh, Lord. Ah, those who forsake this one, forsake their worship, blind vanities. He, he preached all kinds of messages. I was a good boy. Somebody tickled the fish. The fish went and vomited him close to Nineveh. If Jonah was there saying, eh, this is what you call deliverance. This is what you call deliverance. Eh? My mates are flying in the air. There's no light here. Next in the fish, we start secreting. You know they call secretion? Enzymes will start peeling the man's skin. If I don't even need to secrete, God will just remove the pocket of air. The man will now drown properly. And now see a story. Oh, there used to be one prophet in this place. And one day he entered a bad boat on a day that there was a storm. And Jonah now died. Let's stand for two minutes to remember the man Jonah. You will not know the man died of disobedience. <laughs> then I say Satan killed him. Hey, stop taking God's glory and giving to that jobless devil. There are people that Satan cannot kill. One day I went somewhere, a man of God died, went to bury. Somebody said, hey, what about his diet? What was his diet like? I finally said, excuse me, man of God died, you asking about diet? Like they have a saying in Yoruba land, Abandono and Berubu. I found you know. You know what it means? Imam is on fire. So what about his beer beer? <laughs> you know the way you know they get long beer beer. You know what I say? What about this beer beer? Ah. They said, is it not the beer beer that started it? <laughs> Wasn't that when he bent over something? That the beer beer caught fire. That you are talking about death here. You are telling me about somebody's beard. That day I looked at him. Man of God died. You asked him his diet. Diet cannot kill a man of God. It's spiritual traits. He said, ah, was he watching his food? Was he jogging? People have died jogging. At least die. When I say this now, people will be saying, Pastor Frank, you have come again. I've told you. There's no proof that people who jog live longer than those who don't. If you want to jog, jog. I used to jog too. I stopped too. <laughs> One day I just asked myself, Thank you. Whose wife did you collect? <laughs> if you run up and down. <laughs> I said, I'm not going for Olympics. I'm going to my house. Ah, waiting. <laughs> no wonder I just thought about it. There was all of this nonsense. The time I didn't wake up to pray, I used to run. Only when you look at me like that, I wake up in the morning. Early in the morning, I don't wake up. Don't wake up. Five. 
Don't wear my canvas. Wear the canvas. My house is down the slope, you know. I walk quick, quick, quick. They run off up that empty road. And walk down all the way to pocket area. They run back and run up that um, IMT hill. I'm feeling very righteous. And I get home one hour later. I feel fit. And I go and, you know, look for something to eat, get ready. You know, by that time, it's getting to dinner. It's like 6 o'clock. The day I started. I did that off and on like that for some time. Then one day, I examined myself. Say, Banky, when is the most valuable time to pray, to meditate, to study? Isn't that when you just wake up and your brain is fresh? Then you go and start running. Running to and fro. <laughs> to and fro. Like the devil. No, I, said, I said, no, I'm not going to do it again. I said, I'm not going to do it again. That was my reason. If I was the time that I could jump at 5, I would have continued. That is 5 p.m. But that early morning, I said, I said, so I told my wife, please, can I buy a treadmill? Oh, I said, treadmill? I said, yes. She said, no. I said, why not? He said, the one you bought and put at the back, I have this contraption that I bought from one of those sports shops. I don't see you using it. So this treadmill will take our money and occupy the house. So is that your final answer? She said, yes, that's the final answer. I said, now, so I park jogging. You know? I said, if I want to jog now, I know what to do. Carry my Bible and walk around the house. In the name of Jesus, the spirit of Christ is walking in me. It's giving life to my mortal body. <laughs> Trust me, that one works. It works all the time. I'm not saying you shouldn't keep fit, though. I'm just saying that it won't prolong your life. Trust me, it will not prolong your life. You can keep, look, jogging for the sake of keeping fit is good, but it will not prolong your life. Just like some people like to jog, some people like to watch television. To me, both of them are similar to each other. That's what I think. <laughs> so this man, are you sure you're a real doctor? I have my certificate, I can show it to you. <laughs> <laughs> You know, just by the way, God, let me get to my message. You know, science is very funny. Science is very, very funny. They keep changing their minds every day. Every day. For 30 years, they say, don't eat butter, don't eat egg, don't eat this, don't eat that. Why? It contains cholesterol. 20 years ago, I told my friends, that is a lie. That is a lie. Last year, or two years ago, they say, okay, sorry. Sorry. It's not true. Actually, those who eat butter have a healthier heart than those who don't. Did you hear what I said? Why? Because butter contains a particular fatty acid called margaric acid, which is cardioprotective. I said, I have been saying, you thought I was joking. Okay, now don't see now. Then, they said, don't eat salt, it gives high blood pressure. Don't eat salt, it gives high blood pressure. Then finally, this year, they said, sorry, oh. The research that says salt gives high blood pressure was faulty. You know one of the reasons why science doesn't know anything? They don't investigate the right things. That's why they don't know a lot of things. For example, why do people live long? They start say diet. They can sit on checking diet for 30 years. And in the 30 years, they find that there's nothing. You know, many of you believe red meat is good, bad for you. White meat is good for you. Who told you? No, science didn't even say it. That's what you don't know. So these half-educated jokers who, who broadcast in town. 
acidic food, basic food, lying to people. One day I sat down, a pathologist for goodness sake. I said, well, this red meat and white meat thing, where did it come from? I sat and let me do a literature search. I was exhausted looking for the fact it does not exist. No, I don't want to eat that meat. Give me that one. Why, this one is white, this one is red. Many of these will believe they make no sense. They don't investigate many things. Live love, live love. The Bible says these are the things that make people live long. One, honor your father and your mother. It has never been investigated by science. Never. Two, who is it that desires long life? Keep your mouth from speaking evil. It has never been investigated by science. Do a study and check those who live long. How they honor their father, honor their mother. How they keep their mouth from speaking evil. You will have found out that the word of God is true. Anyway, you know, that was a digression from Babangino and Birinobo, you know. Alpha <laughs> de Bon. <laughs> oh, we're asking for BMB. That's a digression. The point I'm making is this. God demands that we judge, examine ourselves and judge ourselves. Very, very important. Very important. Now, I, want, I wanted to explain that don't let the world set its standards for us. No, let, let's not go with the world. The world tells us that if that business deal makes money, you have, made, you have done well. No. The word of God says not necessarily. There are times the business deal makes money, you lose a spiritual substance. <clears throat> Look, the other day I was watching on TV one program on CNN. And they were analyzing the success. They were analyzing mental problems in Silicon Valley. The mental problems there. One man, he was either Google or Facebook. He was one of the was a financial, I think a chief financial officer. You know what happened to him one day? He got up, walked to the front of a train. Train was coming full speed. He jumped in front of it. The train cleared him. I told my brother, I said, why don't they talk about these things in the news? I said, why will they talk about it? He said, they paint you a perfect picture of intelligent young men who become multi-millionaires before they are 28 and make, you, make it appear as if that is life. What they don't tell you is that things I say to you, I will be sounding like an African, but I'm not an African in that regard. I know it's the word of God. What they don't tell you is that some of these people, oh God, People still bow to the devil. People still bow to the devil. There was a reason why Jesus said, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and suffers the loss of his soul? What does that tell you? It is possible to gain the whole world. It is possible at the cost of your soul. It is possible to gain the whole world as the cost of your soul. It is possible. Bear that in mind. It is very, very possible. Many of you are following, we are running after, looking after. God said, you don't know the cost of what this man is gaining. Say, you don't know the cost. Everything has a cost. Everything in life has a cost. That is why I preach that believers learn to succeed by what? Grace. You have to. I'm not saying believers fail. I'm saying you have to learn to succeed by grace. That is why I I I don't listen to any preacher on the area of success, if he's too busy quoting people in the world, I don't listen. Like I say all the time, I can take lessons from here and there. Jesus said you can learn a lesson from the fig tree. 
But I'm very careful that they w- listen. What's the matter of them? Forget it those days. He was the world's richest man. He was an oil magnet. Forget he had money. He had everything. His son said it was a curse. That's what his son said. He said money was a curse to our family. The man gained the whole world. What he lost in the process, he didn't want to know. He lost his children, lost his marriages, and finally lost his mind. Literally lost his mind. You can go and Google it up. No stories I'm inventing. No. J.P. Getty. Last I read about, this fa- read about the family was one of, I think, the only surviving son came out of rehabilitation and sold their company to Texaco for $2 billion. Talking big money here. Yet one of them said money was a cost to our family. You can gain the whole world. But for God, that's what I was saying earlier. For him, these things are nothing. Like I said last time, Steve Jobs did not design the iPhone. That's what God said. Steve Jobs did not design the iPhone. I did. That's what God is saying. Nobody designed the iPhone. I did. Human beings don't have the mental capacity to to design anything. I show them pictures. You think it's only temples I built in heaven? Uh, God said, no, no, no. You think it's only temples? You think when you get to heaven, everybody is there concerning one new temple? After Many people think the only thing that's what happened in heaven is they are worshipping. Let's sing. Holy are you lo-. You think when you get to heaven, only Nathan and the pastor will have a job. <laughs> the rest of us are on our own. <laughs> no. No. The Bible says the founder of, of, and builder of everything is whom? God. God is an architect. What are you talking about? He said, I am the Lord thy doctor. That's what he said. Literally. Literal Hebrew. You think what they do in heaven is to worship? Those things, that's what God calls worship. When you show forth his glory, that's what he calls worship. Oh, yes. He God has wisdom to release to people. There are things people are looking up and are looking at God and say, Hi, this voice. If they would just pray, give thanks, relax. If I open somebody's eyes, he will, with one simple panel like this, convert enough energy from the sun to power an air conditioner. And the panel won't be bigger than this. You know what the world is looking for now? You know, power is a major thing now because everything is going, you no know, digital machines and everything. To power the machines, that's not the problem. They've learned to convert from the sun, from nuclear energy, but how do you store it when the sun is not shining? Ability to store now. Hey, because if I give you technology, something as slim as this, a battery this size, you power one car from here, full charge from here to nature. That time you now put 10. Nobody's so good to be that. <laughs> you know, if God wants to impoverish the Arab nations, that's what he would do. Oh, yes, you just bring battery technology. That's it. You build nuclear plants, case it very well. So if you like, you know, erupt, we'll put you in a mass of concrete. You'll be safe for a million years. We have space. Storage is the main problem. And God is looking and saying, if it's a store, I just give you one small bit of wisdom. To tap into that wisdom for us believers is grace. Yeah, it's grace, it's grace, it's grace. It's not by our own strength. 
we are forbidden to succeed at the loss of anything. We are forbidden from gaining the whole world and losing our souls. It is forbidden to him. Don't lose anything. Look, listen. Many times we are pursuing. We run after, run after the God. Say, Collect it from that boy. Why? It's costing too much. Now, what is all of this? Physically speaking, let's put it in, in physical terms. You pay equivalent of 10 million naira for what God says is not worth more than 10,000. But you don't know. Because you do not value things well. Many people are on drugs today. That is anti-hypertensives, anti-diabetic drugs, mental stability drugs, all of those things. Simply because God says they wake up too early. Why is he hypertensive? He wakes up too early. Why is he diabetic? He sleeps too late. Why is his mental state not correct? Those two things couple the fact that he worries a lot. Because what is the value of his health in the area of di- hypertension, in the area of diabetes, and with his mental state, the value, God says the value. You know, you know God calculates differently, all right? So let's put it in real value terms. That's like 10 million naira a day. Ah, I said, Pastor Bank, are you serious? Michael Jackson was paying his doctors, the promoters were paying his doctor $200,000 a month to help him sleep. Break that down into naira. So God said, look, that's the value of his health. He said, but what is he making for all this guru guru? At the end of the month, he makes $2.5 million, and he thinks he's succeeding. <laughs> so God says, Michael, yes, my Lord, attention. Have you destroyed anything recently? Let me give you a job to do. Go to that church. Burn that guy's factory. My girl will arrange some boys. They will burn the factory down. And they say, why? Said this boy is spending too much money for small change. He invests 10 million on a daily basis to make 2.5 million at the end of the month. That's not good. So they burn the factory. And the word of the Lord comes to him saying, don't build any other factory. I want you to sleep for six months. At the end of the six months, you will actually notice that one of his Children has a dimple. He has not noticed. He has three children. The children did not know that one had a dimple. He said, hey, sweetie, you have a dimple. And the girl looking like, dad, are you serious about this? <laughs> Looks at his wife's hair. Say, you have gray hair in some places. And his wife looking, you are just noticing that I have gray hair in certain places? The husband said, oh, Sorry. You don't understand why God had to burn that factory. <laughs> At the end of six months, the man, he has added weight. Doctors don't see why he should be taking drugs. Glucose control is all right. And all he has done is sleep well. Prayed with his wife once a day. They give, they give thanks together. He drops the children in school for the first time in his life. At the end of the day, when he has learned grace and has learned to value what is important, somebody now comes and says, please, one multinational says, please, we want to start a factory. We hear you have experience in running this. He says, yes. What's the value of the factory? They said, first phase, we are putting 2.5 billion naira down. By second phase, we are moving in 10, our second production factory. They say you are the best person to do that. You have the experience. Okay, how much are you paying? They say, okay, well... We'll give you an upfront to start for the five million naira to settle yourself the monthly five million. What do you think? I say, and you're like, 
uh, okay, all right, let's just increase. We can make this. Ah, you wanted to say, are you serious? But the guys think that you are. <laughs> you think you are not happy. This time around, they give you a driver. They give you a car, give you a house, give you everything. You now, of course, this time around, you wake up normally. You say, oh, please, I'm so sorry, I cannot. Those days are waking up by 4 a.m., it's gone. They say, no, 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 you can walk from anywhere, you know. We just need you to be the one in charge and coordinating everything. So you resume at all in the office by 9. Everybody work waits for you till 9. By nine. You come at 9. And then you, say, well, you decide you love your daughter very well, so you promise her you'll be picking her from school at least two times a week. So there are days by 2 o'clock, you must leave the office. You'll be back by 4, no problem. The company is prospering. They are singing your praises everywhere. Say that man is so efficient. They don't know that the guy they pray, that is the kind of prayer when they pray. Nobody like before. I wakes up in the morning and say, Lord, please don't burn this people's factory. I did house. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my home. <laughs> like I said, they're not losing money. They are making money. They are so happy. They are so happy with you. They say, please, uh, we, are trying, we need you to come to South Africa for something. We have a meeting. The head office is over there. Says, where are we? Oh, Cape Town. Cape Town. Ah, you think. We're going to be gone for two weeks. You look your wife. As you're still thinking, they say, oh, you can come with your wife. Oh. Aha, it's all right. The Lord spoke to you. <laughs> Do you get my point? And you're efficient. You're not lazy. I'm not saying you're lazy. You're still working. You're still working. You are direct. The guys are making... I mean, production is going on. You, you, you really... The skill God has given you, you are bringing it to bear there. They are seeing the effect of it. Now you are not spending money again. Spiritually speaking, you are not spending what? Grace. As you look at what this is producing, somebody now comes to you and says, oh, I take Duan. You say, oh, boy, I am what I am by the grace of God. I've just walked into other people's labor. I'm living in a house I did not build. That's all. These are practical things. You know the problem with Christians? Wait for God. That's what we can't do. We have to go this, the way everybody is doing it. Believe me, the main problem is that we don't calculate things well. This is the one that Christians, no, I don't know what but people do. Say, so look, oh, the way the education, is, education is going on in this country, you can't educate your country in this country. I'm taking my children to educate them in Canada. They educate them, you know, look, I'm going to Europe, I'm taking my children to Germany for education. And when you say such things, I say you don't calculate things. You don't calculate things. My education system is bad, but your children still clap in the morning in the assembly ground. They clap. They start at attention why somebody reads the Bible on the assembly ground to them. They still give a Bible lesson. They still get flogged if they misbehave. Schools in Nigeria still pride themselves in that they are Christian schools. So the children must attend Bible studies. You don't value those things. What do you value? Access to internet. What do you value? Excursion to factories. What do you value? If they tell by today, they've told you the day of the final exam in five years' time. So, if I know the date of the final exam in five years' time, what difference does it mean? If I don't know it, I will still graduate. Has life told you the date of your death? Do you stop living because of that? What are you talking about? You see people, they value Nonsense. Rubbish. When they open their mouths, eh? you want to be slapping them for God. 
Say, God, please let me slap this guy for you. Please. People will put their wives and children and say, look, I want to put them where things are predictable. What they call predictable? Your child's teacher is going to be gay and the child from the age of six is being taught it's a normal lifestyle. And your son comes back home one day with his ear, ear pierced with earrings. And you can't talk. You dare talk, he calls the police. And the police can't see what you are, oh boy. The boy is trying to identify his identity. <laughs> I read the story of one woman in Canada last week. She had a baby and said they shouldn't write male or female. That she's going to wait for the baby to discover its identity. A child is being born and it's legal. If he said anything otherwise, and you tell me that that is the perfect way to raise children, and you don't want me to ask you whether you are mental? You're not saying that they, they take light here. God, take the light. Take it. I will educate my children with candle. If that's the alternative. Ah, my oldest son, I'm ready to teach him how to start a generator. Is that not how to be a man? <laughs> what is it? I've told him how to switch, change over. When you come to the changeover socket, make sure you're wearing slippers. Your hands must not be wet. Make sure it's dry. If it's not dry, leave it. Never, because, you know, children, you have to tell them things. But they like to experiment. Don't ever pour fuel with artificial light. Fueling the generator must be during when there's natural light. Do you understand? Yes, dad. When your phone, fuel is very, it's very inflammable, though. You're teaching, that's it. Please, if you've not read my latest blog, go and read it. I call it Keep On Trucking. Please read it. Go to blog.pastorbanky.org or blog.pastor.ng. One day I just felt, what is all of this mess we make? I said, just manage your life. There's no light sleep on the balcony. What is the big deal? Each day we pass. You see people talk nonsense. He just opened their mouth. Eh, you know, I want my children to be exposed. To what? Not serious. I don't know why you value things. That's what God has with us. We don't know what is valuable. We take what is cheap. We buy it with what is valuable. We take a system where you can teach your children Bible. When federal government looks like they were not so sure or how the curriculum will be. Khan made noise. Even though I don't know, understand a lot of the noise, but Khan came out and spoke. And it's a national matter on what to teach my children. I want my children to go to a government school and learn Christian religion. Paid for by the federal government and the state government. And we have the right to say that. And you tell me, just because you go on strike once in a while, you say it's a bad system. Because, uh, uh, because lecturers uh, sell handouts. It's a bad system. What you pay Americans as school fees for one year is enough to buy handouts for 15 years. So buy the handout and stop complaining. Solve that problem. And by the way, go to a private school. They don't pay for handouts there. So they go on strike. After strike, they come back again. 
We don't know the date. So, you know, by now, Americans will have told you, uh, Canadians or Europeans will have told you the date of the final exam. Our own. We will discover at least two is for the exam. We will know. <laughs> Keeps us on our toes. Eventually, we will all graduate. And this interesting part, forget all the noise they make to, for you. Forget all the noise. At the end of the day, our Nigerian boys take that same certificate. Hmm? Read their book. It's whether you want to read book or not. It's not the system. Do you know? Forget Onyibo people are as ignorant. Yesterday, I stumbled on one program on BBC Family. So my children and I were watching it on TV. And they said, name one. It was a BBC, a, a UK program. Two, you know, middle-aged white men were standing there. And one white man and a woman were on the other team. So a pair each, all right? And they were asking them questions. And you know what was shocking me? They were mostly UK questions. I was getting them, they were missing them. They said, name one country that ends with O. My children said Mexico. Two white men said Puerto Rico. <laughs> I'm not kidding, this was yesterday. I had to shout that Puerto Rico is not a country, it's an American territory. I was shouting, my children were, was, were wondering, why is daddy making noise like this? I said, Puerto Rico is not a country. These were two British white men standing. They did not know. Of course, I don't they missed it. Then they said, name one uh, chancellor of the, uh, uh, is it what they call it? Chancellor of the exchequer. That's like their, is it finance minister, cum, CBN, gov, whatever, I don't know what, you know, it's a, a top financial regulator in the UK. Name one that is a conservative in the last maybe many years. He said, name one. So I told my child, this one I won't know it. It's, a, it's like somebody, somebody asking the Nigerian CBN governor. If you're not in Nigeria, you're not likely to know that. You know, that kind of thing. Then somebody said, Gordon Brown. <laughs> I shouted again. I said, Gordon Brown? Yes, he was the chancellor of the Exchequer at the time, but he's not a conservative. He became prime minister. He was a chancellor under John, um, what is his name, Tony Blair, and Tony Blair resigned for him to become prime minister. They are the Labour people. I was in Nigeria shouting, shouting, ah, it is not true. It is not Gordon Brown. Guess what? I was correct. All the white people there did not know the story of their own country. Let nobody lie to you. I have to tell my children, say, don't be angry. Not every white man is educated. It, oh, it's true. Mathematicians, physicists, scientists in Germany now are being recruited from India. India. In case you don't know it, India does not have a better system than Nigeria. They don't have. My brother had a friend in Lagos who did not leave. I think he went to Unilag. From Unilag, didn't do a master, didn't do anything, studied engineering or mathematics or, or computer science. And then he sat down and decided to start learning things. He got Cisco, Cisco certification, Microsoft certification, and Oracle certification. Then one day he, he posted, of course, he posted his CV online. Then one day they contacted him and gave him a job that was paying him $300 a day. How much? $300 a day. I didn't say a month, though. Why? They needed people to go then to Afghanistan. Are you willing to go? The boy said yes. 
So my, they said he's wounded. Ah, is it not risky? He said, no, now. There's no everywhere that they are fighting in Afghanistan. That the area where he is, there's no fight. And he doesn't spend a dime. He said he stays in his hotel on his computer and does his, his communications. He does all his work on his computer. So they pay him into his dumb account in Nigeria, $300 every day. At the end of the month, the guy has earned $9,000. The form part, all certificates end in Lagos. Most of them spare time. Let nobody tell you all those lies, they lie. Education is what you want to read. If you don't want to read, that's your problem. The Americans that don't, they, with all the education system, US, US, you are making noise. When we get there, Nigerians are on record as the most educated in the United States of America. Not, no, not story, just go there. Type it. The most educated group of people are Nigerians in the U.S. The Americans themselves don't go to the school. Why are we that educated? We like to read. And when you have read before with lantern, when they give you constant light, you read, you read some more. <laughs> yes. What I want to say, it's not the environment that's first, it's the person. Is the person that is primary. Is the person, not the environment. And please, it's what you are looking for, you will see. If you want good schools, you will find them in Nigeria. You will find them in You will find them. Don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. I'm just talking about people's value systems. That's the problem we have a lot of times. Our value system is wrong. We don't know how to place value on things. And God says, listen, if you don't learn it, I will teach you, but my lessons are bad. When the Holy Spirit is whispering to you, fine, that's when you learn it. When your friends are talking to you, learn it. But you will learn. You know why? This is why you are going to learn. Because I will not leave you or forsake you. <laughs> is that not the word of God? He said, I will never leave you or forsake you. That's God for you. How do we interpret that? Anytime I need money, God will bring money. No, God says, yes, that is true, but... Anytime you are spoiling, I will also flog you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. If I say a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things which he possesses, you don't want to listen, no problem. I will let you gather. You will invest. You will build a house. You will buy a car. You will amass a hundred million naira. When you suddenly feel happy and say, so rest, I will destroy everything in one week. You will check whether your name is Job or not. He says, my name is Job. No, I'm Michael. I'm Michael. Call your wife. Please call me. <laughs> your wife will say, honey, Michael, is there a problem? You'll be wondering. In one week. And then when you start feeling like Job, you now remember that with Job, started with his property. And next what? You say, God, please, wait, wait. You say, Lord, please, tell that angel to hold that sword. Angel. Say, Lord, please, I'm sorry. What is the problem? A man's life does not consist in the abundance of things which he possesses. You say, Amen. There, there are people that God will show. God will help them. God will destroy five, six, ten years of work in one week. Just to make a point to them. And it's not the devil. Yes. And like I said earlier, he said that's more valuable to me. There are those that have sold their sleep for prosperity. Because that's sleep. Is needed for your advancement in life. It is written, I give to my beloved even while they sleep. You have not been sleeping. You have denied my gifts. You have been walking by flesh. 
everything built by flesh must be judged. It will pass through fire. Why? Because I love you and I will never leave you. Neither will I ever forsake you. The judgment of God, that's, that, that's what it does for us. It's, it's love. God loves us so much. Say, you, I, you are not going to hell. That's what he says. I won't let you go. I will flog you into heaven. I will beat you to you run crying into the gates, the pearly gates, like they say. But I will never leave you, nor will I ever forsake you. He said to them, when he was speaking to David, he said, your sons, I will never remove my loving kindness from them. Say if they forsake me, if they disobey me, I will chastise them with the rod of men. But I will never remove my loving kindness from them. That's what God, the Lord is doing. And he's teaching us to value what is important. He said, judge yourself. Examine yourself. Examine what you are pursuing in life. As a child of God, listen to me. Material pursuit is zero. What's most important to you is that two things. One, that I might walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. To please him in all respects and to bear fruit in every good work. Two, closely, closely tied to it, is that the image of Christ is formed in me. Better and better every day. That by the time I'm done with this life, they look at Jesus, they look at me. They don't know who's who. In my thoughts. Listen, let me tell you, this world there is, is temporal. Though. I hope you know Ali Kodangote is not the richest man in heaven. Though. I hope you know Bill Gates' money cannot buy him eternity. Though. I hope you get my point. Listen, this world is temporal. It's literally temporal. And Paul said we must set our affections on the things that are above. Every material thing is a tool. God has helped me in this life. If I see a man that is very, very rich, it's worth, let's use naira terms, hundreds of, no, billions and billions of naira. You know the truth? God sees my heart. I don't envy him. You know why I don't envy him at all? He doesn't have any meaning as far as I'm concerned. What is he paying for sleep? I don't know. My own sleep is sweet. But that's not even the issue where I'm going. I look at his money as what? An assignment that I don't have. I don't have to build a factory that refines petroleum products. I don't have to build a refinery. That's Aleko Dangote's job. So $16 billion is not money he has. It's a job he has to do. I don't know whether you get my point. God said, Banky, if I were to value, let's use monetary terms, you will be surprised, because I won't be anyway, I understand things, that the value of messages on your website is more than $16 billion. So Aleko Dangote is producing refined products, right? I am producing, producing refined wood. Each, body, each person doing his job. Some women are producing refined children. Yeah. <laughs> are you getting my point? Some people are producing refined education. When they stand, children pay attention to them. They impart knowledge with the fear of God into the children. Is Dangote richer than them? No. They are doing their, their job. He's doing his own. His job is $16 billion in a factory, in a refinery. Produce refined products from crude. Produce petrochemicals. Employ tens of thousands. God looks at the banky. Do you want that? No, you shouldn't want it. It's another person's job. What's your job? 
enlighten people. Enlighten them. One of our brothers that he was telling me, his father was a soldier. All right? When his father was talking to him about his life, he told his father, have you ever sat down with a general before? The father said no. He said, but I have stood and the general has knelt down for me to pray. So the father relaxed. And his father was a soldier. He understood a general knelt down for you. He said, yes. I may not have money, but believe me, people you worship kneel down for me. He told his father, the general has knelt down for me to pray. A general will see me and bow and say, pastor, are you getting my point? That's, that's how I value things. I don't have the job you have. That's all it means. It doesn't mean you are richer than me. If what, what do you produce? You produce salt. You produce sugar. You produce petrol, right? Dangote. I'm talking about Dangote as an example. Cement. You produce a lot of cement. What do you do with cement? You build houses. That's perishable. With the words that I release, those who grab it, in eternity, they will be talking about it. Okay, I do your job. I do my job. To envy you means I don't have sense. Are you getting my point? And if you're a believer, understand that's how life is. This money thing is a job. It's not an acquisition. It's a job. It's a job. Do your own. My own job does not involve the trading with cash. And the world cannot value it. That's a matter of fact. The world cannot value it. And this is not just about me, a preacher. That's how it is with, with believers. Everywhere you go, you are supposed to radiate divinity into the place. That doesn't have value, physically speaking. It's invaluable. It's priceless. Why would not somebody now be you know, comparing yourself with somebody else? For what? For what? For what? I like the job God has given me. I love where he has placed me. I want to exchange what I am for what somebody else is. I won't. I am have, look, believe me, I'm having the time of my life. I, oh, I am, I am, I am, I am. I am. Because no day passes. I won't get a report of lives that have been changed because they listened to what I, what I said. To me, that's value. That's money. It's not physical cash, but that's what life is about. How am I impacting somebody? People will be exchanged. Listen, you know what Jesus said? Examine yourself. Examine your motives. Examine what is important to you. Examine yourself. And the body of Christ, listen to this. In the body of Christ, the season has come. And God will teach us as a church serious lessons in life. God says, I will break buildings that you guys invested billions of naira in it. I will break it. I will crumble it in one day. And it's not the Muslims that did it. In fact, I'm going to do such a manner that I won't even use Islamists to bomb anybody again. David Parsons said they, re- they, re- they rehabilitated a cathedral in London. For the cost of, I think, 8 million pounds. I've forgotten the exact figure, but a lot of millions of pounds. I said, God, I just want to teach them a lesson. A lightning struck on a day that was very clear. Very little cloud. No rain. 
Yet, lightning struck and destroyed the building. What was striking was that, one, I mentioned the fact that there's no rain. There was no serious cloud. But they had installed the most modern lightning defense system. Lightning conductor system had been installed in the building. God broke it to show them that he doesn't care about buildings made with brick and mortar, with iron rod. They are destroying the real temple. They are building a physical one. So he destroyed it. And I think he's going to do it for us in Nigeria. Oh, he's going to do it. He's going to disgrace us as a church so well. The next time we see a money-raising preacher, we buy ourselves, carry ourselves and leave the place. Oh boy, please don't. Don't bring Wahala to this place. Next time you see, oh, prosperity, God, is about to make somebody rich today. So, God, I don't want to be rich. Thank you very much. The Bible says those who want to be rich, they peer themselves through with many sorrow. Live on like that. Remember what one of our brothers said? He went for Wafbeck. He attended another church in Lagos. They met him in Wafbeck where ministers are gathered to, to hear the word, to preach the word. Somebody said, ah, is this your church? Ah, what are you doing in this place? He said, my church, our pastor teaches a lot about success and prosperity. He said, oh, God, oh boy, we don't prosper. More come look for Jesus. That's what he said. He said, we have prospered. We thank God for it, but we need to find Christ. I wish somebody would record that and go and show his pastor. So, God, listen to what one of your church members said. That you have taught them success. You've taught them how to prosper. Now they are looking for Christ. What does that mean? They didn't find Christ all these years they were with you. Let's bow our heads and pray.